Are you a big Swifty, Erin? So I think I've become a bigger Swifty in later years. Um, when I was like younger, I didn't allow myself to like her as much because it wasn't cool. And, um, or it was weird. It was like it was cool with certain groups, but mainly young women. But like with men, it was like, oh, you like Taylor Swift, like you're basic. Um, so mm-hmm. I pretended like I didn't like her as much as I did, but I definitely listened to her, her fearless album <laughs> every single day on my paper route. So I think I'm like sure, in between. Sure. I'm not a hardcore Swifty, for sure. I do okay. like I do okay. like how she um, is so clever with like her albums when she like drops stuff and she's always like hiding Easter eggs and shit. But I have never um, <laughs> tried to learn any myself. So <laughs> that's because like she level. just. <laughs> Because she just posted like a picture of herself at the Brit Awards, and like it drove people crazy. It just like she has a sparkly dress like eighteen ninety nine, and has it. Yeah. The thing that's wild to me about that is that like I would I would think that people were absolutely insane if they didn't turn out to be true. Like she genuinely does hide all of this crazy mess, like not messed up, but just like crazy stuff in whatever <laughs> she's messed like, up, bro. So, it's messed up. But she's like so like I her PR team is just they have got to be working overtime all the oh, time. Oh, very smart. Like it's, yeah. it's absolutely mm. incredible. Yeah. And like I said, if it didn't actually turn out to be true, and she's like, "You guys guessed it. I did this, this, that, and the other thing." And it's like, "How the fuck did you even? When do you have time for that?" <laughs> so I think it's incredible. Well, it's, it's funny because like when she posted about this, she just like capitalized a bunch of letters and was like. The capitalized letters were like April nineteenth, but it's oh, like, oh wow, I, I this is not. <laughs> oh, sometimes it's not. I actually didn't I was know about that. To say because... a dumb baby could figure it out and would have <laughs> yeah. seen it at first sight. Oh, so actually, like when I saw uh, that she was, she did that. I just like, I like got a little pen and like started. I was like, I'm tired. I want to finish right, right, this right. puzzle. That's, about, that's a really, that's a really good like definition of my level of Swifty. It's like I I like the stuff and part of me is like, oh I'm gonna nah I'm bored. And then I move on. Mm-hmm. Well uh speaking of like how people are gonna react to this episode to like most episodes of this podcast, you know, like, oh this is interesting and then they're bored and they move on. Let's start the episode. Click <laughs> Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago. Well I just remember that it's sitting in the closet So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to Ruth I've been meaning to listen to Ruth Why don't you come over and talk about it Ooh, ooh, ooh Why don't you come over and talk about it Oh, by the way, like Aaron, um, do we have permission to like record this like Zoom? By the way, like, absolutely not. Yeah, okay. yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, but like we're, my we... face can never be shown in public. <laughs> Honestly, if I can say no to Andrew's permission, I always hate seeing the video. Well, so you don't I like would it. say no. Like looking... <laughs> Guess what I look like every time? I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then just don't make that face like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's me. Don't. That face being just your face. You know? <laughs> uh, welcome to I've Been Meaning to Listen to That, the podcast where we've been meaning to... Uh, it's been three weeks since our last recording. <laughs> Let me try again. Welcome to I've Been Meaning to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been meaning to listen to, use that as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. I'm Andrew Ambrose Lee. 
I'm, I'm Michael Lamentato. Well, I'm, I'm Andrew Blee. <laughs> I'm Michael Lamentato. And I'm Sean Wilkinson. <laughs> I'm Taylor Swift. Just kidding. Whoa, <laughs> we got Taylor Swift on the podcast. Uh, no, I can't say that for legal purposes. She'll come after me. She comes out of a suitcase in you your closet. Out, like, that's fine. I'll tell you you're gay, your mom I'm gay or whatever. That line from... <laughs> that's fine. I'll tell your mom I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I don't care. I'll come, out to, I'll come out to your mom right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll come out to your mom right now. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> You're not going to let me drive your truck? Well, how's your mom going to feel when she finds out that you've been dating a lesbian this whole time? <laughs> Pretty bad. Uh, welcome to the show. And uh, we got our we got our second five-timers clubber on here. Uh, it's Aaron Kaufman. Yeah. Hello. Hello. I'm, like, slightly offended that there was someone else who was on here five times before me, but that's okay. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, welcome to the Five Timers Club. Uh, we uh, we before in before the cold open, we actually performed a very hilarious sketch where like Chevy <laughs> Chase and Justin Timberlake showed up, and it was like very funny. Uh, but My we cut out the episode. Who are both still alive. Yeah, two funny guys. <laughs> <laughs> two of the best uh, <laughs> martin short or whoever couldn't make it like all the people we like yeah. <laughs> like couldn't right, make it to right. um martin short all the people we like <laughs> yeah martin short's fun um but like welcome how do you feel about like you know being on like five times like what is what how's that uh <laughs> i'm so bad at this <laughs> on this legendary podcast <laughs> but like you were on the fourth episode basically and yeah, uh, I was. yeah and now this is like close to the 50th you know Dang, technically yeah. you know, we've actually recorded like over like 80 or so episodes but like uh it's our canonical close to our canonical 50th right. episode or so for legal purposes so. this is the 50th yep i get it or mm. close to the 50th yeah. so like i don't know yeah, like um, let's let's run down your life and stuff <laughs> oh god um we don't have time but no, uh, it's great actually. I I love this podcast. It's it always gets me listening to things for one that I like, um, and mm-hmm. usually like usually I feel like it's stuff that isn't always new to me. But it's really fun to kind of go through the whole entire album because that's just not how I listen to music normally. Um, I listen to things on like shuffle all the time, and I rarely go through mm-hmm. songs mm-hmm. like you know track one, two, three, four. You know, it's just it's not how I it's not how my brain works. Um, but I kind of like yeah. doing that uh, for the purposes of this and like writing down how I feel about songs and that sort of thing. For this one specifically, it's interesting because I know I've heard this album so often, the pre, you know, the previous yeah. album. So it was very, very interesting kind of going back and forth. And obviously I'll talk more about that later. But um, yeah, I love being on this mm-hmm. podcast. You can have me on a hundred times and I will still do it. Oh, that's, that's nice. Well, don't, don't get cocky. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right, right. Carpet, might right. always like me after this. Who knows? <laughs> My friendship with Michael is day to day. You know. <laughs> By the way, like that's the way I like to listen to cards on shuffle. You know, when I shuffle cards, and I like the noise it makes. I don't think that works. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sound of cards shuffling. Actually, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have like I have a very heavy hand. That's how it sounds. <laughs> Um, but welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, we're here. Let's just get straight into it. Uh, we're here to talk about Taylor Swift's fearless Taylor's version. Uh, so that's, that's very fun. Oh, the vault. A parenthesis always meant to be whispered. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Canon. Yep. Andrew, I'm curious because we've done, or not we, you you and Ezra did a fearless Mm. episode. Yeah. What made, what justifies doing the Taylor's version? (laughs) Well, it's first of all to do it with you guys, to do it with Sean and Michael. And, and also just, uh, I don't know. I was we were I was kind of on the fence of doing this. I was kind of mm-hmm. teetering on it, but then like when we asked Aaron if you'd like to do this one or if you would like to do something else, you kind of mm-hmm. said you would be more interested in doing this. And then also this is just a this could be a soft commitment to doing more of her albums like especially because uh Taylor is you know, re-releasing all our albums and stuff like that. And I haven't listened to um, Speak Now, Red, and uh, uh, I, I, the other ones I've listened to. Uh, oh, and uh, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, like the her oh, first one. Yeah. Taylor Swift has one of her best songs of all time, if you can find an original version of the album. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Uh, it is uh, Picture to Burn. Uh-huh. Oh, oh yeah. Yes, that's a classic. That's right, I'll tell your mom I'm gay. Yeah. You know. <laughs> That's a parenthetical. That's right, I'll tell your mom. Um, Taylor, Taylor coming out, parenthesis, Taylor's version, parenthesis, from the vault. <laughs> um, but yeah. You have to whisper, like, soccer. <laughs> so it's like, it's like uh, for, for example, forever and always, piano version, Taylor's edition. <laughs> and then one one more whisper. No longer featuring Colby. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it just becomes ASMR at that point. <laughs> How often, here's a girl. question I want to pose to Aaron. How often do you whisper? Wait, I was just talking about this with Hayden. And it, shut, shut up, Aaron. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Shut up. Uh, I was just talking about this with Hayden. So I'm playing Resident Evil Village right now. And, like, mm. Hayden's watching me play Resident Evil Village. And there's, like, one of the bosses, you know, like... Is that the big like, lesbian? Yeah, the, no, the big vampire lady that yeah, you see yeah. on Twitter, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But during her boss fight, she's, like, screaming, like, blood-curdling screams, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, how often do people get to scream if you're not a voice actor? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like yeah. this voice actress... Like, got to just, like, scream for, like, three minutes to the point where I, I was, like, annoyed by how much screaming there was in the boss <laughs> fight. But it was, like, I've never screamed in total in my conscious life for longer than three minutes. Just, like, and also, like, you're not even allowed Combined. to, like, scream in your home because if you live in an apartment or something like that, the people will complain and stuff like that. And if I screamed here, it would be crazy. What do I have to scream about? Just like what do I have to scream about? You, you could scream it, hallelujah. Uh, you know, that's pretty cool. Uh, Sometimes I scream and shout and let it all out. But that's it. Do you twist and shout? No, that's twisting's too much, Sean. That's crossing the line. How often do you here's another question. Like how often like in what world do we get to twist? You know? And that's just the question I wanna like pose to the culture is I don't know. I'm so well, When anyway, is the twisting coming? <laughs> Twistopheles over here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll cut all that that out. Um, but, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> um, I think there's going to be a lot but, of that. But yeah, like, uh, what? So I cut this whole episode out. <laughs> so, uh, Aaron, you seem to have some uh, familiarity with this particular album. Like, maybe not uh, the new version, but the original, yeah. like Fearless. Yeah. And what yeah. is your uh, what is your um, relationship to this album and to taylor swift oh my 
God. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of explaining it in the very beginning, but um, my relationship with Taylor Swift uh, and this album specifically, so I, I mentioned it specifically about the paper route that I had. That was a very particular time in my life. I think I was about 13, I want to say, 13 or 14. And I was in that, I was in that phase of, you know, pretty much falling in love with every person that had a heartbeat that looked at me for more than two seconds. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I felt very much in the, you know, I relate to Taylor Swift, even though I have never had a relationship <laughs> long like she has or anything. Um, but honestly, I just, I, I just fell in love with the way that she um, writes her music and it just felt so relatable, you know, to everyone. I'm sure, I'm sure you could have asked mm-hmm. any young woman or yeah. guy too that loved Taylor Swift that, Oh, you know, I related to every song on her album or whatever. Um, and yeah, I just, I think she's a very clever, like now my relationship with her now is I just think she's an incredible, clever writer. Um, I have always thought her lyricism is really, really good. And just coming from the background of music that I have and hearing like the music that she does just, it's very, yeah, it's just, it's catchy. It's good. It's, it's, um, genuine, I feel like as well. And I really Mm -hmm. like it a lot. And Fearless specifically has always been one of my favorite albums of hers, not my all time, but it definitely has a lot of nostalgia. So I think a lot of that is going to 100% make me biased on a lot of these things. And I fully admit that, yeah, yeah. that there's a lot of this nostalgia coming from my opinions on these songs. Well, I was going to say, it's interesting that you say genuine, because I think a lot of people argue that, you know, like, she's an industry plant. She's not like, she's not genuinely country or like from you know, worked away from the ground up or whatever. Like, does that, do you, do you let that like influence, like what's your, I guess, how do you feel about that? I kind of think that she has done what just about every artist has done or maybe what they should do, which is evolve with her music and evolve with her age. And she mm-hmm. definitely started as mm-hmm. like, it's interesting you mentioned like the country aspect. Cause I actually really dislike country. I've never really liked that kind of music, mm-hmm. but I like Taylor Swift and I, I like her, actually her first album, the Taylor Swift album, I don't really like that one very much because it's very country. It's very, it's just kind of got those stereotypical country sounds that I don't particularly like. Um, And even this one does, Mm -hmm. but I think she wrote from this perspective and and again, being close in age to her um, was much more, it felt just much more realistic to me um, and genuine. The word I use is genuine, like I said before, because I... I felt like it was relatable content and things that I could understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, I, this is something that we can maybe even get into later too, but like I, I have really dissected the way that the media has portrayed Taylor Swift for so long. Yes. Um, and that I think that they have made, they've tried to make her ingenuine. They've tried to say that, oh, she's, you know, like she just does all this stuff for fame and fortune and blah, blah, blah. And like that stuff kind of was thrust upon her. Like she really did. And then I think she's become a very smart businesswoman since then to keep that where she is. Um, but yeah, I think that kind of explains what you're talking about, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so interesting because because I know a guy who's a really smart businessman who the media always portrays wickedly and <laughs> evilly, who had who was unfairly booted off of Twitter and all social medias. Oh, no. uh, so get ready, I'm starting my platform, my campaign uh, for, <laughs> for this guy. Here he goes. Save my favorite guy. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, well, okay, so... Um, <laughs> To, to I want to talk quickly about Sean's question before we move on. Um, is like so it's uh, and it kind of leads into the talk about her masters and stuff like that because mm-hmm. she was a kid, she was a teenager when she signed on to a label and stuff like that, big machine. Yeah. 
where her dad was a like I believe a stakeholder in the company and gave her the opportunity. He saw that she had a gifting, so instead of like, and he gave her the opportunity to like you know sign on to that label and stuff like that, and um, probably didn't have to like work up the ranks in that same way, you know.、Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, and yeah, like you could like look at that and just like. Oh, white privilege and like oh, all that stuff. But I don't like. First of all, I think she, you know, the fact that she's endured so long is proof in the pudding that like because it could just be like a flash in the pan. Like oh, like, you know. So it's like she's a she's a really talented songwriter, and like her talent、mm-hmm. is a huge reason why her career has endured this long. So it's not just、uh, so it's like obviously what she's doing works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then it's also like if you had the opportunity to provide that for your child, you would. I feel like I feel like if you had the access, if you had that, like I think most people would.、Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna kick my kids out when they're like three, so that no one can accuse them of nepotism. <laughs> three. That's a great. That's a great age. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta, you gotta、You're、feel the、own. real world. <laughs> like, I'm like, gotta, I'm like, you don't want to get canceled on Twitter because I gave you food when you were four, do you? <laughs> <laughs> because、yeah. I actually loved you when you were five. No, no, no. Yeah. And, yeah, that's obviously, and it's it's a bigger problem, you know, that there's like this systematic like equal. And I don't really want to talk about this that much, honestly, because、sure, sure. I like I'm not the best person to talk about it. But、um, we'll bring up politics later. Yeah, yeah, yeah.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on Michael's、Before、podcast. <laughs> Michael's new,、yeah. new side hustle podcast. <laughs> well, no, I mean, But, there's whenever inevitably talking about Taylor Swift, there's going to because again, she's huge in the media. There, you know, there's gonna be this kind of talk. And for、yeah. me,、um, obviously, like as you know, the resident woman in this podcast right now, like、mm-hmm. there's, I, I'm going to talk about that for sure because I think that the I think the way that the media has treated Taylor Swift as a woman has been entirely unfair for a very long time. Absolutely. And like people were shitty from the get go,、yeah. like at as a sixteen year old girl, like right, <laughs> like、right. who was like、yeah. she released an album like this, and it's like there's no why are you mad? <laughs> you know, yeah, like, and they they always were so they are always so up her ass about how she loved every person. You know, she wrote all her songs about guys and all her relationships, everything, and and literally from what I just said in the very beginning, I fell in love with every person I met, pretty much. That's just what you do at sixteen.、Mm-hmm. Not everybody does, but she、right. did, and just let、When、her do that. Like, and then yeah, exactly. Ah, bring it back. Um, but and the thing is, is that the men in the industry do that too. But it's just normal, and you know,、yeah. like yeah, guys just sing about girls. Like it's fine. That's what it is. But like she was just not allowed. At least she wasn't allowed in the way of without having talk about it. Like every interview and every tabloid and everything was always about who's Taylor Swift dating now. It's just like, man, leave her alone. <laughs> like, and I, I think that's why I never like got into her. It was, and it was, it's, it's funny because it's the same thing with Kanye, where、mm. the the media just presents them in this really like. I think that's. I thought it was cool not to like Taylor Swift mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. of the media, and you know, again, it's also it is also to the, the subject matter of her songs. Like, she's always writing about boyfriends and love, but it's、yeah. like.、Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Like that's her life. She's let her write about what she wants to. And also, write about. Like, like in this, even in this album, she's not just talking about that. There's、exactly. other things、yeah. she's talking about. So, like, you are. It's like a lot of the problems with Taylor Swift is a 
people's problems with women in general, you yeah. know, because like <laughs> also like non people who are not in the spotlight date a lot too. And it's like, right. So when you like, when you say like, what the, what's wrong with Taylor Swift dating all like, she's just the person who has the it's most just a double standard, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah and they'd, so. be, they'd be getting on her about like, Oh, she's only with Harry Styles for a month or like whatever it was. And I was like, yeah, they went on like four dates. Like that's like, yeah. Two. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't work out. Oh, well. Who give, yeah. Who gives yeah. a fuck? Right. Well, she probably broke up with Harry Styles because he's a queer baiter. But, you know. Oh, God. Whoa. <laughs> well, like, also, like, also because, um, apparently, like, Taylor and Harry Styles, Styles ran over someone with their car. Well, I mean, that's the theory. <laughs> According that's to theory. TikTok, a very verifiable source. Well, they, they were in a car accident. Like, we know that that's the real thing. They were in an accident, but we don't know if they Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is this is me as Harry Styles. Well, I, uh, as you know, gay people can't drive very well. Oh, I mean, no. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm gay, but I might be. I'll wear this dress though, and I won't put to any specific terms what my sexuality is for no reason, just to get people no. to think I'm gay and like me better. Damn, this is a hot take by Harry Styles. <laughs> Sorry, it's my real opinion on Harry Styles. Okay, so we're just going to totally switch this episode now. Now it's going to be about Harry Styles. Wait, is this too hot for the internet? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get slammed, Michael. Nobody, the, I mean, two listeners are going to stop listening. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, pra- you're praising Trump. You're dissing Harry Styles. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. over for you. <laughs> you guys know the, uh, the Trump thing is a clear bit. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, do not think that Trump should not have been banned from Twitter. I think that was a good thing that happened. <laughs> However, I do think Harry Styles is a queer reader. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> That's my real him. opinion. Uh, Sean, Michael, any like um, opinions on like uh, where were like Michael? I knew I I I know you're a fan of like Taylor Swift generally. Um, where where are you with this album? Like, where, do you, with I, the original version of this album? I love the original version of this album. I like, I was like notorious for like loving Taylor Swift and like pop music growing up. Like I kind of got made fun of for it. But uh, I remember specifically Jump Then Fall was, I had like a big crush on this girl growing up that I always like any song that was about like, you know, like, you know, like when you're a kid and you have like a crush that's just like your crush and it's like, (laughs) this is my ideal. This is like how, how I will live is like, thinking about this crush having this crush Aaron knows who this person was because it was like a big big part of you know like now I don't remember what time period this is okay well (laughs) well I definitely talked to Aaron about it before so uh yeah she just doesn't remember me or want to be a good friend of mine (laughs) no I just don't remember what time this was you had a lot of crushes Michael (laughs) that's true true. I was a hot mess of a little kid but uh we were all Taylor but uh But I remember Jump Then Fall, the first time I heard it, I was like, why won't she do that for me? Why won't she Jump Then Fall for me? That's a lot of mental math. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry, sorry, you guys don't want to hear my villain backstory before I became the Joker. (laughs) On Incel Mountain, where he lived. (laughs) I'm like... A lot of people are wrong to myself, you know, some other people in America, but, <laughs> you know, stuff to think about. The question for the culture. That's right. Stuff to think about, for sure. 
Yeah, like I just I, I do want to quickly just like very quickly go through like the timeline of like why she re-recorded this for anyone who might not know. Um, so like Scott Borchetta, he's a former head of Big Machine, and uh, you know the the ba- main players are Scott Borchetta, the former head of Big Machine, and also Scooter Braun. He is a uh, you know manager owner of like uh, uh, I forgot what it's called, but like he's the owner of like a label. He's a manager. Stuff like that. He's Kanye's former manager too. Um, basically- I gotta say, you you can't trust a guy named Scooter. <laughs> never, never. You're asking for trouble. But yeah, like uh, what's it called? Like, um, so uh, we, I we'll briefly talk about Kanye. Uh, like, we'll believe, we 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 can believe his name out too. Andrew Andrew's like, don't, guys, don't make me sing. <laughs> don't make me <laughs> sing. Don't make me Kanye. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, um, basically the story is like, uh, uh, Taylor apparently at one point made a joke to her friends saying like, I can't be mad at Kanye. He made me famous. He like, she, she made a joke to her friend basically. And that inspired Kanye to write the line in her song, in his song famous called, you know, the line is, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. Why I made that bitch famous. And then he called Taylor on the phone and said, Hey, I have this line. You know, uh, they were actually like buddies and friends at the time. Um, this was this was pre VMA after the VMAs no, after the VMAs after. Was after, wait, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. so like 2016, like and stuff like that. They actually like kind of she at the time she wasn't she was a little hurt and stuff like that, but she wasn't like it wasn't mm-hmm. like oh this is my enemy not like it is now basically. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that we know <laughs> of, and like. Uh, he he asked her like, "Hey, I got this line. It's really edgy, but I want to I want to see what you think. I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex and stuff like." But he didn't include the last part. He didn't include the last part in his thing. And then she's like, "But he oh, but that's... he was like he was like, but do you want to have sex? No, 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 no. This <laughs> is just like it was like kind of like an Eminem y like edgy line basically. And then she was like, "Oh, it's gets cut. Oh, she was like relieved. She was like, "Oh, thank. Like I thought it was gonna be like mean or something like that." And then, but she didn't want to like share it on her like thing or whatever on her Twitter or whatever. That was his plan. So, uh, you know, fast forward, they he released the song. You know, he played the song at Madison Square Garden, and he was supposed to share it with Taylor, basically. And then uh, he plays the song, and everyone reacts, and like their their minds are blown. Like, wow, why would you say that? And then like Taylor got upset, you know, because she didn't one the song. Um, he didn't include the full, full line of what he didn't she... have the line of "I made this bitch famous." Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. and then also like uh, he because like they were like making that album right down to the wire. He was like up all night making the album. He probably didn't have Through time to. <laughs> he probably didn't have time to like show it to Taylor or whatever. Um, Just giving him a lot of grace. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> like, but I, I but the, the thing is, I I am very like on. T- I want to established very quickly that like i am so on taylor's side on this like because it's like lo- sure. it's omission it's like him not telling a complete yeah a lie of omission yeah yeah or just like, he's like <laughs> i feel like me and taylor might still have sex uh let me think about what the next line is gonna be <laughs> in this song that might have been what happened like the plant the the intent was probably gonna be he would debut the line everyone would freak out and then taylor would say oh i i, I we talked it was fine you know it w- it would have been a really cool moment. It would have been really cool, but like just like the fact that it got so messy along the way, and then like uh, Taylor was mad about it, 
And then, you know, Kanye tried to clarify, like, hey, I talked to her and stuff like that. And then he, Kim uh, Kardashian, like, because he's making a documentary of his life or whatever, he actually, like, showed the clip of, like, her approving the line or whatever. And then that's when the Taylor is over party happened. And, like, after that, she made, like, the, she, like, you know, went into hiding for a few years and stuff like that. And, um, Scooter Braun. This was also, yeah, go ahead. Oh, this is also during a time when Taylor Swift would fight with a lot of people kind of in dumb ways. Like, Bad Blood is about how much she hates Katy Perry <laughs> and, like, her flexing on Katy Perry with all the people who want to be in her music video and don't like Katy Perry, basically. <laughs> like, she's like, I don't like you, and I have Ellie Golding with a rocket launcher here <laughs> to tell you that I don't like you. Uh, that's how famous pe- that's how famous people fight. They get other famous people just to like come and be like, right? Oh, I'm friends yeah. with them. Yeah, no, literally, yeah. it's so boring. It yeah, it is boring. <laughs> yeah, and- you gotta take sides. I'm like, what if you guys dressed up like a hamburger and french fries and hugged instead? That would fix everything. A taco and a grilled cheese. Just hug it out. <laughs> hey, John, you know they actually did dress up as a hamburger and french fries and hugged, right? No. You thought that was a one of Michael's hilarious riffs? <laughs> <He just> like, <laughs> no, that now I gotta look it up. Look it up, shoddy. Look it up. All right, oh but- my god. <laughs> <laughs> we got that reaction live. <laughs> um but yeah, like um you know, and like Kanye he says like in the rap community bitch is an affectionate term. Like we're fr- we we we're friends like and stuff like that, but she was like really um yeah, again, like I've established why it's bad and stuff like that. And then the raccoon fugly slut is a uh, <laughs> term of endearment. That's like that's like Kanye going up to some random woman on the street and be like, What's up, bitch? You you're okay with that. That's 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 how I do <laughs> right. that's what yeah, I said. Yeah. Like and also like Taylor on the phone call said, Oh, I thought you were gonna call me a bitch or something. So like that's not uh, like yeah. <laughs> so um Yeah, absolutely. Like so like bad. Very bad. Um and then uh he made the famous video where I actually think it's a good video, but like, uh, it's like a bunch of like naked celebrities on like a bed together. And it's like supposed to like, kind of like prod, like how uncomfortable like celebrity is and stuff like that. And like, there's a naked tailor in there. And like, he did that without her permission. And that is like, really like, like that is like what, that's like they like what like superimposed her face and stuff. No, or? no, it's like a wax like figure. It's like a so it's like a it's but, like I mean, a, when you're a wax the figure. Video, of, like, it just looks like a naked tailor. It looks real. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. And it's yeah, like so uh, you know he like he rated Madame Tussauds. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the mannequins at J Crew and just like, <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> paper cutouts of their face. <laughs> it's like a paper mache head. I don't know why she was so angry. <laughs> um, but like. Um, yeah, he did that, and then like Scooter probably exacerbated the his manager probably exacerbated the situation, and she says that she claims that like he bullied her and stuff like that, probably rubbed it in and all that stuff. And um, wait, like a guy like a guy named Scooter like threw gasoline into a fire? <laughs> yeah, Scooter Scooter is the Max Martin of managers of pop music. <laughs> Scooter bro- he is Scooter manager- sounds like a like one of the Breaking Bad like pro like. <laughs> like uh, what's it called? Like uh, Jesse's friends, just like oh my yeah. friend Badger and Scooter. <laughs> yeah, Scooter. Scooter sounds like the name you give your child when you really want to just get a dog and not have the responsibility of a kid. <laughs> An accidental child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I went to the adoption. I went to adopt a puppy at the found, but I turned out I was pregnant. <laughs> it's dead. Turned out I was pregnant. Yeah. That's Sorry how that to all the it's like it. it's like. <sighs> there's there's an un, un, unaired episode of I didn't know I was pregnant, and it's Scooter Brown's episode. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Uh, Scooter Brown's mom. Okay. Uh, Wait, yes. Scooter mom. Well. Uh, <laughs> um but (laughs) but like fast forward fast forward though like uh taylor was trying to buy her masters back from masters are basically like the original recording of the so you get like you know license it and stuff and uh taylor was trying to buy her masters back from you know her former boss and former head of uh big machine um and he was like okay I'll give you your master's if you sign on for 10 more years. And also, you could buy your master's one by one, you know? <laughs> and she was like, I don't know if I want to do that, you know, because you're, I know you're going to sell the company and stuff like that, so I'm not going to do that. And then she's, she kind of made peace with the fact that she was, like, not going to own her master's anymore, um, but, like, moved on. And then, like, she found out later that Scooter Braun bought her master's, bought the company big machine and her masters and that was very incredibly traumatizing for her she was like i don't want my future in the hands of this person who bullied me i don't want my you know all that stuff and she was like really angry and stuff like that and it's just like really really messy and like everyone got involved like todrick hall like tweeted like receipts and stuff like that demi lovato was like you know you all get involved and it was like messy and stuff like that and this I think to be clear too, like this was not the first Scooter Braun like problem. Like there was definitely stuff way before that too, but I think this is the big one because it had Taylor Swift involved. You can't get much bigger yeah, than Taylor Swift. Yeah. And uh yeah, like she was like really upset and, and like but then like someone suggested like, hey, re record all your masters. Re record your songs again so that you'll devalue their masters. Basically. Yeah. And, it's a great idea because yeah. she has the fan base for it. Like if she puts out these albums her fans are going to be like, all right, we're going to listen to these now. Like, it's fuck a, the it's old a stuff. S- such a smart chess move. Yeah. Like one, turning a negative into a positive. And two, making yourself relevant like for years and years. Like people are going to be like, I remember, I remember that. And then three, it makes it about the music again, you know, because all like all the drop, like the, I, it's a Kanye line, but someday the drama will be gone, but they'll play the song on and on, you know, of just like, you know, it's just reminding people, remember these great songs I wrote when I was a kid? You know, it's like, it's a great, it's like, so, um, yeah. And it's also just like, um, just leveraging, you know, the public opinion and stuff. Yeah. And if I can interject there, I feel like, Sean, like you said it pretty good when you said like, oh, fuck the old stuff. Because it's like, for like, from a fan standpoint, you're getting the same exact music, but just better mm-hmm. now. Like it's, because inevitably what happens with an artist and with music is that the longer you do it, just the better you become. And Taylor Swift was always very talented. Yeah. But from when the original Fearless dropped to now, like you can tell the difference between the recordings just in her voice alone. Like she's just, she's become so much more mature with it. And yeah. she's learned so much about just the art of your voice and everything. So it's, it's super cool because you do still get all of that original stuff and then more with the extras that she's released and that's i think one of the keys that you market it with like yeah this is all of my original stuff but i have new music for you as well and that's like Mm -hmm. a whole new album Mm -hmm. 
Well, and I think it's cool, too, because it's like, I mean, I don't know the whole story behind the original Fearless, but it's probably she worked with producers that and songwriters that like were assigned to her. Mm-hmm. Now she has money. She can hire who she wants to hire. She can work with who she wants to work with. And that's going to yield a different product. And she so. got some of them back. She got some of them back to like do it again. You know, we're just like, mm-hmm. a, hey, reunion tour. Like, and hey, I, remember this? I will say, like, I I dabble in some music, too. I, I write lyrics to a lot of stuff, and I'm by no means mm. very good. But I think, like, just knowing Don't make I me write, sing. <laughs> don't make me, literally. Um, <laughs> don't, don't make me share what I have. But coming from that standpoint of, like, knowing how, how much I've written, weirdly, <laughs> I cannot imagine how much someone like Taylor Swift writes. And so knowing that these, the music that she's, you know, releasing now, but she's claiming and saying that, like, I wrote this when I was that age. I just never got to release it. I never had, you know, like, it just didn't make the album and, like, that kind of thing. I fully believe that. And I think you actually get that with some of the new songs. I think you can still hear a little bit of that, like, 15, 16-year-old Taylor, and but in a whole new song. And that's kind of cool to hear that it's like, okay, you can tell that these were written when she was younger, but she's releasing them now. I mean, in my opinion, the songs barely sound different from how they used to. Yeah, sometimes like, I'll just forget that it's like it's a new recording. Vi- it's very little, yeah. yeah. And she like study like the sometimes like the songs are like one or two seconds like different and stuff like that. Um, but it feels like a 4K like there's one line you know just like she changed like in the room to in my room basically. There's I think that's a, couple, a big one. That a, was like super. Yeah, noticeable. that's the big one. But there's a couple other like. Um, shifts as well i I watched this tiktok on it where it went through like five or six of the songs uh, and she okay, okay. a lyric by like one or two words but you know she's just yeah. she's just kind of fine-tuning you belong with bees because she doesn't <laughs> like the guy and she wants to get stung <laughs> uh do you like jazz um let's go through like <laughs> let's go through uh themes of this album let's go through themes of this like album and then also like the kind of the text of the album, like 16-year-old, you know, 18-year-old Taylor, and then, like, kind of, like, viewing this as, like, a redux of it, basically. So, like, let's talk about both. Well, uh, that's cool. I mean, that's what's so cool about this. Like, I mean, this isn't my favorite album, but I, I think it's really cool just to be I like, thought this oh, was your shit. favorite album. <laughs> Ever? Yeah. yeah. I'm a, I, you know I'm a huge Swift demon. You, you oh, called it a like I know I know it's probably a, a text error like autocorrect, but you said like ah oh, he's such a Swizzy. <laughs> I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna come forward. I thought I thought it was Swizzy. <laughs> Why would you think that? Because wow. I thought because I've always heard T Swizzle. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So I was like Swizzy in a uh, yeah. rap story. Apparently that's her, her song with T. Sounds like yeah. fans of Twizzlers and like that's what they're called. <laughs> Or, or like uh, the fan of like uh, Alicia Keys' husband, Swizz Beats. So, there you go, uh, Swizzy. Yeah. They call themselves Swizzies. Um, yeah, how did you pull that out of nowhere? <laughs> um, but yeah, like let's. Uh... Andrew is outside of Alicia Keys' house right now. <laughs> I, I, Binoculars I, I, in hand. Swizz Beats is a great producer. Like I, I'm not. I'm just like I'm not like pulling that out. No, you're knowledge- you're knowledgeable. Uh, yeah, that's that's amazing. Yeah. That's a compliment. Uh, but no, it's cool to see her like looking it's she's looking back on her old stuff which Mm -hmm. i think is like i mean i think that's reflected in the music as well like 15 is kind of about like her like a letter to her 15 year old self or like other 15 year olds you know and yeah i don't know i think that's a big even if it's not like written about in the the album looking back on your past is you know a, a prevalent theme just with the redux of this album so 
there's a melancholy to it. I think 15 is a great song to represent kind of the album in general. Like you're saying, Sean, like that look back to everything. And, and I think 15 was written like, you know, when she was around that age, maybe even, maybe even like yeah. coming from the standpoint of I'm going to look back on this and feel this way. So that's like meta, but like, it's, it's cool that that kind of happened. And like, she is literally using like that song and, and has that same feeling of looking back and that nostalgia feeling it, it, that album. I feel like had that already. Like I remember feeling like this album is going to be important to me years from now when I listened to it, when I was like 14 and 15 and it is like it, it lived up to it. Yeah. I saw a fortune teller when I was younger and she said, this album will be important to you uh, when you're older. And she said, and also I'm seeing a razor, uh, I don't know, like a scooter or something. And then, <laughs> then she's like, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. I'm losing she's it. Quite, then, it's getting foggy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then she takes off her turban and she throws the crystal ball on the ground and she's like, I quit I closing up shop. Oh, and then I woke up the next you morning really and I was it. big. It was weird. <laughs> like, my mom thought I was an intruder. <laughs> uh, yeah. I said, I said, are you sure you should be wearing that turban? It feels a little uh, <laughs> cultural appropriate for me to be doing right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to dox you on Twitter. Um, but like... Um, <laughs> I I love I love that element of this album. Of just like she, not only is she looking back, she's looking back compassionately at her young self. One by not changing the words, and also like not really changing the music that much, except making it better, quote unquote. Like making mm-hmm. the instruments are more clear and stuff, and like more like because like uh, love story. There's a lot of instruments, and like that was my problem with the original is like too much going on. But now you could hear the mm-hmm. individual elements so clearly and like so like. It really well mixed and stuff mm-hmm. um but what were you talking about yeah it's like she's looking back compassionately she's because she wouldn't fight for her masters her young her her childhood work her work as a child if she didn't love her childhood self you know if she didn't because there's no like not no looking at the album going well okay that was problematic and like i want 16 something like that she just does she just does it again you know i feel like that's especially the case with the bonus tracks that she adds to this album too like they're they would be childish if she would put them on albums now um but i think saying i wrote these and i liked them and i like them still Mm -hmm. so i'm re-recording them and i'm releasing them this time i think that's really cool Mr. Perfectly Fine is a fucking bop. Yeah, that's a good one. It's like 100% know she wrote that when she was younger, but it still slaps today. I was like, "Mm." I was listening to it thinking about a couple people that I knew, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, I still feel this. I, I like. But, I I also get why it was cut, like too. Yeah. But I still think it's really great. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I think she. I think she should have re-recorded Thug Story. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think? <laughs> T, like uh, T Pain missed it. Like the reason it's not on the album is because like T Pain missed it on his DMs. Like T Pain didn't know there's another <laughs> part of his DMs. Wait, is that true? Yes, that's that's true. like not no, but like he he didn't not with Taylor, but like. uh that he did a TikTok. Oh, yeah, I saw like, the yeah. TikTok of the DMs. I thought Taylor Swift is like, there's no other way to contact T-Pain. Uh. <laughs> well, but Andrew, I think I really like what you said earlier about looking back with compassion. Um, and I, I really feel that um, with this album. And I think that it's interesting that she does that too, because it, it can't 
like some of this stuff is all fine and dandy, like, you know, love story and even you belong with me, you know, that's a classic, but some of these songs are really hard. Um, like white horse and tell me why, um, even though that one's kind of more of a bop, it's, it's, they're kind of some difficult songs, um, especially like you're mm-hmm. not sorry as well. And it, it could not have been easy to go back and, you know, remember those feelings and remember how you felt at that time when you were writing that song and re-recording that with emotion and feeling now, because she, you know, you, you kind of move past situations sometimes, but to go back and make these songs still sound genuine and authentic, I'm sure she kind of had to delve into that. Oh, I have to remember how I felt about this person or about this song. And that couldn't have been easy. So it is, I think, I think compassion is a good word for sure. Yeah, it's really inspired. I find that element really inspiring, really beautiful, because it's like if you're able to honor your feelings at the time, honor them genuinely of just like, this is what I was feeling. And I'm not even going to I'm not going to comment on how low stakes and unimportant it is. You know, <laughs> I am going to I'm going to honor it. And by that, you uh, when you love your younger self you're able to love your current self and then you're able to, and that overflows into like good reciprocal love of yourself and reciprocal love of others. You know, it's just, it's just like RuPaul said, if you can't love your former self, how the hell are you going to love your current self? If, if you can't love your former self, uh, uh, record like versions of your old albums and then go fracking. Then, you know? There you yeah. go. Yeah. That was a good one, guys. <laughs> Uh, let's take a quick break and uh, return very soon. Click. And we're back. Here to talk about uh, Taylor Swift's version of Fearless. Ooh. All right. I'm scared. So... <laughs> no, you're supposed to be fearless, Sean, not fearful. Oh, I'm, a little, I'm a little scaredy cat. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what? I'm a little scared. We're keeping that in. Do you think Katy Perry is going to re-record all of Taylor Swift's old albums to try to get the masters for herself, too? <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> but they hugged! They hugged as a hamburger! That would be a power play, though, I do have to admit. Katy, Katy Perry, they're like, are you, these are just Taylor Swift's songs. Katy Perry's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I came up with this. But yeah, like, welcome back uh, to the show. Thanks. And uh, let's go through, um, let's go through highlights. I feel like this is, this is, this is a... Yeah, let's go through highlights first. Uh, let's turn to Aaron first. What What is a highlight for you? So much pressure. Um, okay, that's fine. Um, honestly, I really like a lot of the new, the newer songs. Um, oh, okay. Actually, you know what? No, that's kind of a lie. I take that back. Mr. Perfectly Fine. It's Why would really, you really lie? Good. I know, right? Straight up lie. I, I would uh, like to think we like have this like space where you can be honest and authentic and stuff like that. Like, that's why, that I was, that's why I'm I was honest. I'm gonna lie. That's why I was honest about lying. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm gonna lie too. Her name is Taylor Slow. <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving past that. That was a good lie. Yeah. So, Mr. Perfectly Fine. Like I said before, Bob. I love that song. It's so good. Yeah. Honestly, that was probably one of my only favorites of the newer ones like i feel like when those ones come on i just skip them and go to the ones that i know um because i like those ones and again nothing against the new stuff i think it's really cool that she's able to do that i like having the additions of um other like country artists which i thought was interesting that she had um like she obviously is like including other people in her music but since this was kind of one of her first country albums before you know after the other one she did have more Mm -hmm. country artists on this one um, you know, Marin Morris, 
Keith Urban, like that kind of thing. Hmm. Um, which I think those ones are good, but again, they do strike me as a little bit like me personally, when I listen to the album Fearless, like I'm wanting to listen to Fearless and I'm wanting to listen to White Horse and, you know, the songs that I already know. Um, so I definitely yeah. went back to those ones, but, but actually those two are always going to be, um, highlights for me, but I do feel like, um, Breathe featuring Colby Calais, who's not really a country artist. Um, but I feel like Breathe has a, a, a little bit of a different meaning listening to it as an adult. Um, as a kid, I think I put it into the terms of a relationship, which, you know, you really could with Taylor mm-hmm. Swift as always a partnership, that kind of thing. Um, but listening to it as an adult, I, I feel like that could that could really relate to any kind of relationship, not just with a partner or a romantic relationship. I feel like it, like I was feeling a little more like, oh, maybe this is like a friendship she lost with someone. Like that seems really yeah, real. Yeah. And so there was a couple of things as an adult listening to some of these that I felt differently about than I did when I was a kid. Yeah. Like Breathe in particular, like I am, go- I- I've gone through that like more, I, I know that more fully as an adult the idea of like losing a formative friendship and the fact that like you know it feels like i you can't imagine how you're going to carry on but then like you have to and you will and you're going to like i I, I think it's great yeah the best day that one like that one it it really does get to me though like i i was actually just even listening to it today and almost like tearing up um, I'm also just an emotional bitch, but mm-hmm. like I was tearing up today about it and I was just like, Oh, like I really did have a great relationship with my family. And I remember literally, um, like singing and performing this song to my mother on a mother's day. It was actually, just I'm just kidding. No, I was like, I was like 18, uh, I was like 17 or oh. something when I did it for her. Like, I don't even remember probably younger than that, but, um, but yeah, like, you know, that that song, I like that she has songs on there that are not just about relationships. Like, she does have other kinds of music. Yeah. Um, and I really like that one specifically. I think it's a very heartfelt song that is, like, st- specifically written for one person. And other people can relate to it, but it is cool that she wrote it, like, for her mother. And, like, yeah. She's obsessed with writing songs for and about her mom. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> is she? Yeah, New Year's Day is also about her mom. Oh. Is that about her mom? Yeah. I thought it was about her, um, you know, her Joe Alwyn. I thought that was about Joe Alwyn. No, it's about her mom. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, we'll talk about it on our Reputation episode. But like, uh, Can I talk <laughs> like that one? Michael Shaw's making the steak face. <laughs> like, um. My, I'm that's like the era I'm least interested in. <laughs> But look what you, 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 you have can, to, you're not interested in looking what you made her do. <laughs> or uh, what's the song that I love so much from that album? It's uh, a, <laughs> you, you don't want to call her what you want. <laughs> no, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, sorry that I did this. I'm sorry, guys. Let me stop. Talking. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Let me look at my phone real quick. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. This is great. Uh, this is a great podcast. I love this. this is wonderful content. Andrew, when you do it on a reputation, you have to have me back, and it can just be me and you that time, is it? since the haters don't want to I don't like there. that album. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I like it. Delicate is it's really good. So Delicate's funny. really good. Delicate yeah, I do so like se- I, I like several songs. Well, whatever. Who cares? Um, but, like, you, I like I, the I best I did something thing. bad. Yeah. Incredible. No, not good. No, that's a fabulous song. <laughs> but why does it feel so good? <laughs> it did something brilliant. John, you're, gonna, you're not interested in like talking about this. Well, why does it feel so? Away, <laughs> like, I don't like any of you right now. 
I'm browsing Twitter right now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Just like online shopping. Right there. <laughs> yeah, I I like. It's obviously it's just like the most it's ha- more very heartfelt in retrospect too of just like because her mom had that cancer scare, um, mm. and it's just like going back to that inner child of just like I I love my mommy you know just like I la- like my mommy took me to the mall like when my friends were mean and stuff like that going <laughs> back back to that base feeling you know that we all have and honoring it and. And also, I like the song that it zooms out and says, I have a pretty good life. You know, I had room to run around like a free range chicken, <laughs> just like a big house to run around. And, and like my yeah. dad's nice. My brother's good. And I love my mom. You know, it's like it's very because like I like it as a penultimate song. I would rather I would actually rather have this be the final song. But yeah, it's just like, yeah, all that relationship stuff, blah, 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 blah. But you know, ultimately have a pretty good life. I like that. I think that's really sweet. Well, it's not the final song, Andrew. There are still 16 more songs after that one. <laughs> well, I meant of the original version. The original like, song the I'm, I'm just, I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. We'll talk about it. I don't think it's good. Um, I, but like, I, don't, I also don't like change. But, uh, what, uh, Sean, what's the highlight for you? I mean, <laughs> a lot of these kind of blurred together for me. Um, I, yeah, I agree. That's I right. mean, the single standout, obviously, um, "You Belong with Me," I think is yeah. an anthem. I think it's great. It's my favorite. Yeah. yeah, no, it is my favorite off. Yeah, my favorite off the album. And uh, she sounds so well. It's also because it's re-recorded, but she mm-hmm. sounds confident. The instrumental, I think, really builds really nicely. Like, there's energy behind it, and I really like. Not that I don't in other songs, but, like, I believe what she's saying, you know? Like, I, I mm-hmm. feel it. And uh, I don't know. I think the song works really well. I think it's a very well-crafted pop song. Um, and I like the mixing on this. This, I, I mean, the other one's good, too, but I like the mixing on this a little better. So, mm. yeah. I, yeah. I, like that, I like that note that you said, Sean, about the energy of it. Because I, I definitely feel yeah. like... like when she like maybe when she was writing it, um, writing it when she was younger, it kind of has more of that pining feeling to it, like it's mm-hmm. a little bit more of like a whiny, like oh, you should be with me. But like now, like the, with the new mixing, with her better vocals, with her, her looking back on it, I feel like it was it, it has more of like a like yeah, no, I'm I'm cool. Like you should have been with me. Like that's yeah, yeah. Know, and it, I feel I feel like it has a better energy behind it of just like yeah, I I deserve something cool and <laughs> something good. A hundred percent. Not as yeah. not as like oh, like what was me. <laughs> Like, yeah, the the original one is like the good girl, like yeah. good girls never win anthem yeah. kind of. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like other girls. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. oh, I she wear wears t-shirts. like high heels and I she's a sure. cheerleader. I wear, I wear you know, sneakers and t-shirts. <laughs> like everyone. So else. ugly. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I, I actually don't think this song is as problematic as the reputation, like kind of like no. says it is, like. I uh, I think like the the thing you could really latch onto is like the you know crit- critiquing a dip a certain type of girl you know but is like that, I is think that what people were saying were like it's she's saying it's, it's bad like feminine like, like the like yeah like just like oh it's like anti feminist or just like you know putting down other women to like you know prop prop the you know the the virgin Madonna complex yeah basically. well it's like I mean the, the... I I guess like I mean I guess it's easy for me as a guy to like. And also yeah, the what but, where Taylor was in her career at that time 
where we know she's not that anymore. Right, right. right. Well, and uh, to me, uh, Better Than Revenge on Speak Now is a much worse version of the exact same sentiment. I agree. That I feel like this would have been more malicious if it was intended yeah. to be that. because. Well, I yeah. think something that's interesting about this song too is when you, I actually have the lyrics up here right now. Like, I think the the line. Sean do the applause like sound effect. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you, you guys. I'm doing research. So I'm funny. Doing research. <laughs> um, but I think I think something that's interesting is that people do tend to quickly go to and Sean. You kind of said it too. They they go to the pinning women on women thing, which is mm. a thing. Women do do that. Yeah. Um, but when you read the lyrics of this song, like she, she talks about the girl's appearance like once and that mm-hmm. one line of she's the cheer captain, I'm on the bleachers, she wears the short skirts, I wear the sneaker or t-shirts or whatever. Um, the rest of it is about how he is responding to his girlfriend who is not treating him well. Like she, yeah, she that's makes exactly, that, yeah, that's my take too. That, that's my take too. Yeah. Very big point where it's like, she's upset. She's going off about something that you said. She doesn't get your humor, you know, like. It, it talks about how yeah. he's feeling, not about the other girl actually that often, except for that one part. But that's the catchy part, and that's the sticks in everyone's head. Well, and it's also, I think it's worth pointing out, too, that Taylor, with her writing, she pulls from certain tropes. Like, she loves the fairy tale trope. Yes. And yes. so I, I think you could also just look at the subject matter of this song as, like, this is the classic, like, high school trope. Like, Yep. There's, you can't criticize yeah. Short her for hands. that. She's just pulling from, like, what's already kind of been written, I guess. Yeah. Does that make sense? That does make yeah, sense, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's, we- it's weird to critique her, her over that. you have to that. criticize everything else that does that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I like, but to me, and obviously, you know, because, like, especially because the song's right after White Horse, it's kind of, like, back on my bullshit a little bit. <laughs> just like, okay, I'm back. <laughs> you know? That's true. That's you know, true. Just like, yeah. uh, like, I'm back to, like, thinking about fantasy and stuff like i'm back to fantasizing and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um where like in that song she had like that moment of clarity um or or maybe uh, an overcorrect overcorrection to like her like you know idealism or whatever it's like uh the confidence of saying not only do you deserve better i am the one to provide you better Mm -hmm. is admirable i like that i i especially as a 18 year old girl like especially when you're told as a girl you you can't say stuff like that you know right i love it i think it's great yeah and it's also ca- so catchy so and like catchy. it's so the build it's so is catchy. so incredible if you and, don't like, her vocal performance is unreal if yeah. someone doesn't like bop to this song like at least a little bit like i am sus of them like very <laughs> <laughs> yes like if you can sit there like completely still and like not do anything when you listen to this song, like you might be a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Michael. What, we uh, speaking of serial killers, uh, Michael. What do you think? <laughs> anyway, um, no, I I think uh, John, I my I have two mega highlights of this album, yeah. which I think are mega Jump Then Fall. <laughs> no, no, stop. No. <laughs> no, no. Michael's Mega uh, Corner. <laughs> no, no, like, this is a new segment of the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, Taylor Swift just needs to return to her roots. <laughs> Tr- true American values. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's another thing. Like, we'll talk about that later. Just like her, like, you know, white supremacist, like, kind of like making her their, her queen. For like a little bit until like Taylor, uh, like 
whatever. It's <laughs> Do we have to talk about that later? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, put it in, we'll put it in the back pocket. We, we have a scheduled thing. We're gonna we only have 40 it. more minutes left to record, so... <laughs> Um, uh, no, but jump then fall, I think is so like, it's very cute. It's like, yeah. I'll be there. I'm never going to leave. It's like, you can trust in me. I'll be there for you. You know, mm-hmm. like you don't have to worry about it. I think the sentiment of it's really cute. It's like a, like, it's like when you're a kid, you fantasize Like, that's like what your significant other like sings to you. You know what I mean? Like, it's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and then like it's, it's scary, but we're going to do it anyway. So yeah. I'm here, love. I'm here with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To do this scary thing with you. It's really sweet. It like almost makes me tear up in like a sweet way. You know what I mean? Uh, not like, not like, I mean, the best day kind of does that for me too. It's like, it gives me nostalgia for a feeling I had about the future. Does that yeah. make sense? Like when I first listened yeah, yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I love that. And then I also just think, hey, Steven is really fun. The mm-hmm. intro, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, I like the hyper specificity that she has in that song. Like, that is a guy's name. Like, <laughs> that is the person. <laughs> right. It's a fun, it's like you don't hear a lot of songs about Steven. Like, you know. The only like, other one is Steven by Kesha, which is oh. <laughs> a similar vibe. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, I just love it's again the confidence is so incredible here of just like uh she is able to identify her strength and then capitalize on it. Just right. like would they write a song for you? You know? And yeah. the the laugh she recreates is so perfect. That's it's really just like moment. just like like just like throwing down your cards. It's just like I won, basically. Mm-hmm. What are some highlights for you, Andrew? Uh yeah, I, I already said like you belong with me, that's my favorite song mm-hmm. in the album. Yeah, we talked a little bit about fifteen, or just like, again, this this stuff is like catnip for millennials. Just like, yeah, just like it's like, and the idea it's really sweet. The idea of just like this is the, my world, and then she's she as the narr- narrator at eighteen and at thirty is saying, "There's bigger things out there. You're gonna do amazing things. Like, um, you know, there, there's more to the world than like dating the football player guy." You know, time will heal most wounds and stuff like that. And just identifying when all you wanted was to be wanted. You got to, like, love your inner child. Like, so not only is it, like, a really nice song as an 18-year-old to a 15-year-old, it's, like, so compassionate to, like, your young self. It's just, like, I look back at my youth and go, like, fuck that guy. That guy sucks, you know? That guy had some problematic views. He didn't know better. Whereas, like... I think there's a period of time where, like, me and Aaron, we met because I created a show, Tabloids, and uh, I looked back on, like, some of my behavior, and I was like, oh, God, that guy sucks. I hate him. And then now I'm like, maybe in, like, 10 years, I'll, like, try to make that show again, you know? Like, may- maybe I'll, like, maybe not the exact same scripts or whatever, or or the same voice actor. I'm kidding. But, like, Ooh. Uh, wow, <laughs> you better have me back on, bitch. <laughs> Everyone else can change, but I have to. No, Justin has to stay. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> the idea of just, like, um, oh, the core of that idea was really good, you know? And uh, if it like if I execute if I had the resources to execute it, I would do like you know I would expand on it like that's really exciting. Tabloids, um, Andrew's version. <laughs> yeah, Andrew's version. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, I shouted uh, that. Yeah, I um I really like uh, 
white horse too like it's just like the veneer of fantasy because like that's a big theme of the record is just like her her like tumultuous fantasy life and stuff like that and like maybe projecting a little too much about just like you know life is like romeo and juliet like all this stuff like except the part where they don't like commit suicide (laughs) um but i love hmm? i was gonna say that it is interesting i have never really thought of it until you said it in that moment where she uses uh romeo and juliet with love story and then you know coming up after that is white horse which is still very much that fairy tale esque of the prince charming on his white horse i never really connected mm-hmm. that that's like on the same album she it's uses that deconstructed same... yeah 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 she's she's like um you know i was like so enamored with you but it turned out you were not that you know and like, by the way it's very funny to think that like you know she had to write a book report for like uh romeo and juliet and <laughs> her teacher's like this is not what happened. You clearly did not read this book. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, 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 Romeo, yeah, 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 Juliet. Okay, I'm done. Oh man, that her dad <laughs> was in the way or something. I read the inner sleeve. Like that's that's all I need, right? I I I, I I like I glanced at you know spark notes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I want to, if I can, Andrew, I want to jump on that to like. You want to horse. jump and fall into yeah. yeah exactly jump and fall onto the white horse train um but seriously I, going I, up the I, rails on a white horse train <laughs> <laughs> that Very was good. good thank you yeah we're not getting that out <laughs> that, was, that was really good <laughs> this is me You're like blowing my nose every two seconds <laughs> and then being like okay now, <laughs> now i'm ready to talk <laughs> yeah. um but i i do think white horse has a great it is, like, it is such a sad song, you know, when you're listening to it. It's got that melancholy ballad feel and everything. But but that ending is still so, like, uplifting, even. Um, and for, for her age, 15, 16, when she was writing this, to be able to turn the song around and say, you know, like, she's she's playing with the wording that she used in the in the very first two choruses. And, and now she's, like, I, I love the line, the... Um, Calling, calling the person out when she says, I'm going to find some someone someday who might actually treat me well is like, mm-hmm. oof. And then, yeah. you know, the very next one, this is a big world. That was a small town there in my rear view mirror yeah. disappearing now. Like, she's leaving. Like, she's saying, I'm done with this. And then the very next one, too, it's too late for you and your white horse to catch me. It's like, yeah. oof. And also, like, I'm not, like, you know, it's like the subtle pronoun change of, like, I'm not a princess to I'm not your princess, Mm. you know, (laughs) you know, (laughs) snap, snap, snap. Yeah, it's it's just like, and um, yeah, it, it, it is like, this is a coming of age story. This is her, like, this is very much like, um, but it's also like oscillating between like. It, it reminds me of like Addie and Community of the uh, the the sex ed episode where at the her conclusion is like I like being repressed I like you know <laughs> yeah. I I I don't I'm not com- I'm not completely comfortable but it's like still a step you know yeah. Yeah. Um, basically but it's owning um, that it's owning those feelings and that yeah know, like I have a strong decision. fantasy yeah. life I but I made an awesome album like what do you have you know? <laughs> I made millions of dollars off my album yeah. She's yeah. like, I write music in my mind palace. Sherlock solves crimes in his mind palace. What do you do with your mind palace? Oh, you don't have one? Mm. I remember 
the, there in Sherlock season four, it's like so fucking stupid. I just like <laughs> yeah, so. we we you see like the villain is like in his mind path palace, and he's like, <laughs> let me just open. The he's like, oh, let me just open the file. Dip, 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 dip. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. Um, Remember when his sister is like magical at she can hypnotize yeah, people with her beautiful. magic thoughts? Guys, I'm gonna watch Sherlock again. I love that show. I'm not gonna lie. No, it sucks. It ends so bad. It's like, uh. um, but like uh, the last thing I'll say about White Horse though is like, and like also like some of these other songs. Like she has great standards for herself. It just like she's like Tom Cruise. It just like. If you treat me poorly, you're done. You know, just like that whole thing. <laughs> you, you, yeah, like if you if you like treat me poorly, you're you're done. You know, you're. We, I'm not giving you another chance. You're begging for me. I'm not gonna give you that chance because I respect myself that much. Taylor Swift, also a Scientologist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, no, no. I no, like no. the part. I like. I did like her. Uh, you know, Oprah interview when she jumped on the couch <laughs> yeah. about like uh, Joe Alwyn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Any other any other highlights for the the group? Basically, I like Fearless. I don't know. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, it's yeah. so cute. So cute. I, I, I forgot. Was... A, like I forgot about it, and then I heard it again. I was like, oh, I used to really like this song. Mm-hmm. And actually, Fearless? that's like all I have to say about it. <laughs> Well, I'll, go, I'll jump off that yeah, yeah. because I have so much to say about Fearless. Um, Fearless is probably one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs ever written. Oh, I wow. I genuinely do think that it is such a good song. I just, there's something about the feeling in it that I absolutely love. Um, and just having it be like the title song, but, you know, of the album. And, and I think it really, really captures the album perfectly. The feeling that she yeah. was trying to get throughout all of the songs. Like, you know, if, if, if it was a preview to the album, you, you understand what's coming. Um, but I, yeah, I love some of the lyrics. <laughs> Again, I have some of them up here. Um, but I really, I really do. I think she went above and beyond with some of this. And there is, it's, it's really complicated in its simplicity, I think is what it is. Yeah. Um, just having that feeling of, yeah, the, you know, love makes you scared. But like, but leaning into that, you know, like that fear of, of, well, I can be brave in this and I can, like, this stuff is really scary, but, like, with you, like, I'm not afraid. I just, I just mm-hmm. like this stuff. And, and I love how she kind of flips around, like, the whole time it's kind of talking about her being fearless in the song. And then yeah. in the bridge, she talks about, you know, the other person kissing her and how the, the mm-hmm. kiss is, first kiss, flawless, it's really something, it's yeah. fearless. And it, like, yeah. that's, like, that pinpoint of, like, ah, this is, on them as well and i don't know i just i love the way that she kind of like hits all of those points and those notes there and then um and i just the just the lyric and the imagery of dancing in a storm in your best dress is just yeah immaculate immaculate vibes yeah she's like a really you know even at this age obviously she improves over time with like you know red becoming her like oh like she's coming into her own as like a really great songwriter um like they're just like vignettes here that are so like really smart and really well done, just like absent mindedly making me want you. Like that's oh, such a, that's a great line. Adorable description of a crush. And just like how the song crescendos around like structurally structurally around the first kiss. Like it climb it like the it crescendos at the you know, when the kiss happens. Yep, you know? You're right. And it's just like fearlessness paying off on both sides. 
you know, on many sides. <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah, and just like, you know, uh, you could write a book on how to ruin someone's perfect day. You know, that's like a really nice, sick burn. And just like all these, all these it's sprinkled with like great, clever, smart lines that are like well above her age. Like she's wiser than her years, basically. Oh, yeah. Uh okay, let's go through low lowlights then. Uh Michael, what's a low light for you? Um I think a low light with me is Breathe by Col with Colby Calais. With Colby. Um with Col <laughs> this is so bad. Like, um, <laughs> like we, think, we look at the timestamp and like, oh, this is where everyone stopped the, <laughs> the, the, the audio. Stopped. I think so Breathe I just think is boring. I think the uh Colby Calais is like, why do you even bother getting her back? Like, was she just a cheap feature? Like, <laughs> what, like what was that? Yeah, literally. So, well, it was uh, just not... backing vocals. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that would be why. Yeah. Well, Tell congrats, me. Colby Calais. You were so relevant enough, I guess, to get brought back on this. Yeah, so, congrats on like your royalty checks, too. That's good for you. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah two, two, two royalty checks. But, um, I, uh, also a low light for me is it's way too long. Uh, just generally, this oh, is yeah. 100%. Way, way too long with the bonus, the bonus tracks from the deluxe version of this album, plus the additional releases, like 26 songs. That's yeah. crazy. That's too many songs. <laughs> I Taylor Swift, have, you crazy. <laughs> you are, that girl is a crazy girl. Uh, but it's just too long. Like, I know that I'm like come on this podcast and I'm like an album should be 45 minutes, but an album should be 45 minutes. Like yeah, that's a big Taylor problem too. Is just like you know I had a tweet, you yeah. know, just like Taylor make a 40 minute album challenge. You know? No, literally. <laughs> you know, so it's I, really, I it's don't like, actually think albums need to be 45 minutes, but they do not definitely need to be an hour 45 minutes. You know what I mean? So especially because some of these songs are like you know. Uh, Piano version. Tell me why you're not sorry. The way I loved you are kind of like the same song. Yes, you know. Or it's yeah. like just put out the original songs, then put out a separate album. Be like oh, bonus yeah. tracks. Like an you gotta, you gotta yeah. admire like the commitment to the bit a little bit. I just like, <laughs> oh, you recorded this one too. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> like, from a purely like aesthetics, not the right word, but from a, a purely like. I don't know, maybe statistical point of view, it is kind of nice to have all of it on one album if you're looking, though. Yeah, like, on sure. Spotify, yeah, you nice. know, like, if you release an EP, like, oh, you have to go to that EP and put that on shuffle or, like, whatever. But having, like, yeah. all of that in one area, that is nice. And truth sure. be told, you're probably not going to listen to the whole thing in one sitting. You know, truth be told. Like, even people who love Taylor Swift, like, they're probably not going to do Like, maybe they will. But, Michael like, just doesn't know the uh, where the pause button's at. <laughs> That's why, <laughs> yeah. Every time he plays an album, like, I have to sit here. Yeah. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I got to make a day I uh, my Spotify is linked up to a record player. I press <laughs> every album before I can listen to it. I don't own any headphones. Uh, yeah. uh, Aaron, what's the low light for you? Um, a low light for me is probably change. Um, oh, yes. I have yeah. always, yeah, it's, even, even on the first album, I, or I mean, on the first, like, release of this, I didn't like it. Like, it just feels corny. It just, like, I, I get it. I get the purpose behind it. I think it's sweet. Wait, what, what is the purpose? I don't know what she's talking about. It's so empty to me. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I mean, that's a really good point, too. It's, it just feels like it's, um, 
you know, it just feels like it's a, a, a almost like useless, like, we've got this, guys. We can make a change. And it's like, what are we changing? What, <laughs> what change? What, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, that one, and even with it, you know, redone, it still kind of sounds the same to me. To be honest, I did not <laughs> listen to it all the way through. I was just said I was giving this song again. Like, um, so that's definitely. I do a like that life. she goes longer in her like holding the note. That's really yeah, that's kind of cool, she, right? Because again, she's showing that she's improved as a vocalist, so she can mm. actually do that stuff now. Um, I think that another low light for me was um, "Bye Bye Baby." Did feel a little bit like as an added song. Again, it's it's weird. I'm gonna like go back on everything I just said previously. Like, I like <laughs> that she's going back to her old like 15, 16 year old self, but this one did kind of feel like really corny and just like not greatly written and it was like maybe that one should have just stayed in the vault <laughs> like yeah. it's like it didn't need to be released you've already said all of the things you needed to say with all the other songs i yeah. don't really get the point of this one i um i totally agree i think like the song it has i know that people say you know taylor swift talks about dating a lot but it is a lot about dating this <laughs> album like it is yeah. um and so it's like did you have to have like you're saying the same thing but worse and at the end like it's like okay and at the end yeah it's not a good ending song i do not like right. it as the very last one of the album yeah. nor did i like change as the last one of her original album so maybe she is <laughs> taylor <just> swift is <laughs> bad at picking features or like bad at picking singles bad at picking like track order bad at all that in my opinion she's the ryan murphy of music See, I, I actually disagree about the track order thing. She's very intentional with her track order, at least with her very specific songs, like song one, five, and six, I think is what it is. It's always really intentional. Um, yeah. but, I, but I do agree with everywhere else in between sometimes gets muddied. Well, obviously, like, you know, Change is the canonical end to Fearless, the album. And, like, everything else is a bonus track. So, like, mm -hmm. I don't know if, like, so she might be a little more lax with just, like, the nar a narrative, I guess of that uh or just like hey isn't it cool that i record this again or like isn't it cool that like uh you know i, I do appreciate of just so maybe the bonus track the in the vault songs will because they uh adam dresner and jack antonoff worked on those songs like her usual collaborators and i like that she is less beholden to slavishly recreate the song again you know, she because no one's ever heard this. She could they could they, 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 they could be folklore evermore songs. Mm -hmm. um, but like but with the less advanced songwriting of her current era, basically. So it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it'll burrow into me, but I do like Mr. Perfectly Fine, though. Yes. It's like that that's was perfectly great. fine. This fun. Even if it's like not the original album. even if it's not like perfectly written, like it's it's like, oh, wow. It's like nailing down a really nailing down a really true feeling of just like. Yeah, you get bitter when someone else is doing fine. You know, you get like a little. Yeah, the lyric yeah, I get, book of that one is very good. Some of it's really cheesy, but it is. I, I don't think the, I don't think the lyrics cheesy. are good. Like, like I you do you don't have is. that many surnames. <laughs> no, I think I think it's, the lyrics are not good, but I think it's a good. I'm Mrs. Perfectly getting over this pretty well, and you're yeah. Mister. You're over there dating that girl, yeah, and neater, you're kissing neater, her, and it's like really neater. angry, yeah, making neater, me. Neater. <laughs> um. Can I tell you guys one more low light that I just thought of real yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I dislike that she takes away her fake country twang in a lot of these songs because that is a lot oh, yeah. of the charm of this original album. Is like the like, uh, you know, because she's like putting on a country accent 
oh, in sure. the original yeah. version of this recording. And she's not really doing it as much in this. And I like that's how I think of these songs. Like they're like, you know, I'll be there. I'm never gonna leave you. Like <laughs> to some degree, it's not like that totally. Fearless, but... the song is like very much. It's fearless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't know but you it, don't, don't. it gets better than this <laughs> I do like she did like kind of like go through each song line by line and say like okay how did I it's not like she kind of like in the middle of like okay on your 15 minute lunch break you gotta record love story or whatever she like kind of like studied it and she like kind of went a little not method but like kind of methodically you know, stu- try to recreate it. <laughs> Method, also- she walked around with a backpack on. She like, <laughs> put her hair in like ponytails. She built her own life. She's like, hi, I'm 16. Just like, 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 hey, everybody. <laughs> she got braces. <laughs> <laughs> Do I play Tamagotchi? <laughs> <laughs> Any other stray observations? Any other like, you know, final thoughts or stray observations and stuff? I mean, we touched on it a little bit, but just, like, her work ethic is very admirable. And the fact that she's constantly writing music and, again, just making the music she wants to make is really cool. So she's she's so busy writing and re-recording music, she has not yet learned how to hold a wine glass properly. So (laughs) she doesn't have time. Have you seen that picture of her holding a wine glass like this? (laughs) (laughs) To the revolution. Um, But, like, like, um... Uh, so a few things about that. I obviously, you know, her privilege allows her to like work this much, like focus it all in well, on sure. music, you know, and stuff like that. Like, you know, people had a tweet like, you know, how, what Taylor's work ethic so crazy, but that it's like, yeah, she doesn't have to worry about money, you know. So it's like she has the luxury to like just focus on this. Um, like I bet, like maybe I would like, you know, maybe other people would like make great music, a lot of great music in a in the quarantine time if they didn't have to like go to work at like Subway or whatever. Um, but then it's also yeah. um, uh, she she was asked in an interview like, what would you give Fearless Era Taylor? Like, what advice would you give Fearless Era, Era Taylor? And she said. Always go back to your love of music. Always go back. That's the thing that drives you. You love music. You know, all this other drama, it's meaningless. You love music. That's the thing that's the most important. And it also, that, that's really beautiful. It also, like, she said, re-recording these songs, she, she says this in the Zane Lowe interview, re-recording all these songs got me closer to my fans. Because now I am put through the ringer of, like, why these songs are so important to them, you know? Just like by reliving them again, instead of like being like, okay, you know, it's like you know the third act of my show, I got to sing love story or whatever. Um, yeah. um, so let's go through final thoughts and ratings. The way this works is uh, we'll go, we'll rate this album out of ten uh, with a ranking at the end. Aaron, you know how this works by now. You know you've been on here five times. Uh, who would like to go first? I can go first. I really like this album. I it gives me lots of nostalgia, nice warm feelings. Uh, so much so that it's really hard for me to listen to the new songs that she added to it. I've only heard them really a handful of times because they don't make me go, "Wow, I remember when I was twelve, you know, like the rest <laughs> of this album. Um, but I really like this album. I really liked it when I was twelve, and I really like it now. I like the reason she's re-recording it. Um, so I think it's great. Um, this is one of my favorite of all time Taylor Swift albums. I think it's a top 
top two probably for me. So I was glad it was re-recorded. I would give this, uh, I give this album nine and a half. Out of ten. I like that you went for the whole thing. Yeah. I'll go next. Yeah, I, I, I obviously, I think this is, I think this is an imperfect album, but it's also that's what makes it very charming. You know, too. I just like, yeah, like, and also just like her prodigious like giftings are just like wow she's so talented like wow she's a she's a maybe not the best vocalist but like she's all these songs sound great and the songwriting is really you know there's so much potential and there's so much but there's already so much there too and i really admire how yeah obviously the i love the backstory behind it and like her turning this positive into something so up, upsetting and traumatic and awful and like you know, just like laying, like instead of laying over, she made this. She won basically. She comes out on top, really. Uh, yeah, I, I it's just like it's pretty good. And like obviously, like it's too long. And uh, I'm just like I get fatigued around. You know, you're not sorry. You know, I that's when I get like, oh, even though they're good, even though they're good songs. Um, so that's a big detraction from it. And like. You know, the bonus tracks are like, you know, they're, le- it's just like, I guess the problem is like, they all kind of like have the same like toolbox they're drawing from, but just like, this is my band, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna have a banjo and electric guitar and some drums mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And that's the song. Like, those are the tools we have, like, uh, at this time. But um, that being said, it makes me so happy. You know, these songs make me so happy. Yeah. You know, it, it gets me back to the ch- time, even though I don't have as, strong and nostalgic attachment to this one it makes me feel nostalgic anyways it makes me feel like and just like purity of like childhood and the purity of just like um good music too so i'm gonna give this uh eight swizzies out of ten (laughs) 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 all right well i'll go then um i don't know the album's fine um (laughs) mr perfectly fine it's mr perfectly fine it's like Michael said, it's Mr. Like Average Fine, whatever he said. Um oh, <laughs> I don't to fight you now. Um I'm 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 torn on it because it's really none of the songs are bad per se. I really just think they blend together a lot. Um and I mm. do think there are the obvious standouts. Um but I do think even going back to the original Fearless, it's still very impressive for a fifteen year old to to put this out. Um and I do like that she's going back and taking ownership of everything and making them her own. And even if it's just little tweaks and I think it's pretty admirable. Um, I don't really have too much else to say. Um, again, it's like if it's put on at a party, I'll listen to it. There's certain songs that I would seek out. But other than that, I'm like, eh, that's fine. Uh, I'll give it six and a half fifteens out of 10. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. So I think most of my thoughts and feelings have kind of already been said. Um, so I'm going to just kind of reflect those from what you guys have said before. Um, the the nostalgia about this album just can't be beat to me. I think um, there are very few albums from this time of my life that I would look back and have the same feelings on as this one. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I think fearless is just the perfect word for it. You know, I think I, I think it's just an expertly crafted, wonderful piece of, um, music and also just a, a piece of Taylor. Like I think this was really, really 
Like her first album, I think she put out was great, but it's kind of that first step into the business. This album, I think, is really the beginning of her journey of like, this is me, this is what we're doing. Um, and uh, I love, love, love just the imagery of the fairy tales. Uh, I love that she's kind of held on to that, even in some of her music in the future. Um, you know, you look back, you look, not back, you look forward to um, folklore, you know, that, that whole thing is a fairy tale pretty much, but it's a different kind. And I think that's very interesting. You, you see the juxtaposition mm-hmm. of how she grows up as to this one with the very childlike ideal of fairy tale princes and princesses and white horses and those kinds of things. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, so I just love that. And I, I love that nostalgia that it's going to give no matter when I listen to it. Um, that being said, this is not my favorite Taylor album. As much as I have gone on about how much I love it, it's not my favorite. So I, I can't give it as good of a rating just because I know that I would give other ones better ratings. Um, so I think with like that one thing in mind, like I have to give this like a 7.5, um, Romeos on white horses out of 10, um, (laughs) solely on the fact that I love so much of some of her other albums better. Wait, and let's say our favorite Taylor Swift album at the same time on three, okay? You ready? Yes. One, two, three. Enchanted. Enchanted's not an album. It's a song. (laughs) (laughs) That is what she wanted to call it. (laughs) That's true. It's called Speak Now, which is... I I think Evermore is is her best one. Evermore, yeah. Oh, by the way, Sean, what do you think of Evermore? You know, from what I've heard of it, I do like it a lot. The songwriting yeah. has improved quite a bit. Uh, and I, yeah, I'd have to give it another listen. But okay, from okay. what I've heard, I really enjoy it. Yeah, we'll do it again with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sean's did version. You, Andrew, did, did you, I was going to say, did you, did you and Ezra do that one? Uh, nope. Me no, and Andrew no. and, 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 uh, Rally Long. and Rally Long did it. Yes. Yeah, it's great. I actually really, really like that. That one might be better than Speak Now to me. But oh, you, I like Speak, Speak Now. Now your favorite, like the one you were gonna say. Really? Yeah, say? I was. I was okay, saying Enchanted okay. is like a bit. Sorry. sorry. I know. I know. Like uh, I, I thought you were gonna say 1989. I thought that was gonna. Be no, 1989 is bottom three for me. Oh, wow. I love 1989. Reputation Speak, Speak Now has no, bobs on it. My least favorite is Taylor Swift. Just great Taylor Swift. Okay. No, Taylor yeah, Swift is good. And the original one <laughs> has Swift one of the good. <laughs> best homophobic lines of all time <laughs> of any song. I've talked about this on this podcast before. <laughs> So okay. what song? Uh, Picture to Burn. Picture to burn. Oh, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> you know when she comes out to her boyfriend's mom? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's get through... Uh, thank you so much, Aaron. Those, this is great. Oh, uh, let's get through our... I mean to listen to that. And, and we, we did! did playlist. playlist! Okay. Um, we harmonized there. That was really good. <laughs> um, so who would like to go first? I'll go first. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I've like, been going first two times. I can't go first two times. Sean, you can go. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, my pick this week is Wide Open Spaces by The Chicks. Click. But what it holds for her, she hasn't yet guessed. She needs wide open spaces. Uh, this is, you know, I'm not a huge country fan, um, but the chicks, 
I do really enjoy. Okay. I've really gotten back into them. My mom used to play them all the time when I was younger, and I was like, you know, I think I didn't like it because that was what she liked, and so I kind of just threw it out the window. But uh, so I've really gotten back into them and really started to appreciate them. And uh, wide open spaces, I feel like it kind of fits with like this era of Taylor, where because wide open spaces is about like needing to kind of follow your own dreams, do your own thing, get away, you know, find yourself basically. And uh, it's just a really beautiful song. I mean, this whole album, I think it's their debut album. um, There's a lot of great songs on it, but uh, this one has always really stood out to me. So, yeah. Hmm. Their song with Taylor is really good too. You know, Soon You'll Get Better was a really good song. Oh, I don't know that one. Okay. Uh, I could go next then. Um, I'll pick, uh, you know, her former enemy, uh, Smile by Katy Perry. Click. It's it's super cheesy, nice mom energy, um, but it's just like it it it's really great. It's like a lot of fun. It's just like it's it makes me dance around and stuff, and I like it a lot. So um, I'm glad they're I'm glad they're friends again. Uh, I hope Taylor and Kanye could be friends again. He did like extend that olive branch of just like saying like I'll talk to scooters and get Taylor's masters back. So like maybe. Maybe there's some chance for a reconciliation, but it feels like he, you know, but it feels like, uh, you know, if like Kanye buy, if Kanye gets Taylor, her master's back, it'd be like the end of crash where like, uh, Dandy Noon is saved by the cop and she's like, no, not you. He <laughs> so, needs to dress up as a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> He's a Coke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, Taylor did like squash the beef of Carrie, but. By, with Katie by sending a literal olive branch like to her. That's you know? stupid. That feels, like too, that feels too religious to me. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was sweet. I thought it was sweet. Okay. Uh, who would uh, like to go next? I can go next. Um, so my pick is going to be The Way I Loved You by Selena Gomez and the scene. Click. song um because it's kind of a it's kind of a joke it's because whenever i read taylor swift's song the way i loved you whenever i read that uh that title i my brain thinks of that's the way uh-huh uh-huh um, i loved you, you know, um and this is just my my brain hears this the one line of selena singing this part and so i always think it's that song and then i'm like wait no taylor swift has her own song called this um, but honestly, mm-hmm, uh, it does mm-hmm. kind of fit with the theme of Taylor's like nostalgia feelings that this album gives me because Selena Gomez and the scenes, specifically those albums that she put out, like when she was on Disney Channel and everything, um, those were also part of my childhood and kind of mixed in with this kind of Taylor Swift mm-hmm. lover that I was. And then I loved like Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato and 
you know, like all that kind of stuff was like the same errand. So that's why I picked this one. Selena should re-record those albums to get the rights back from the scene. She should. <laughs> they were um, better. They were better. Um. Okay. <laughs> uh, my pick in honor of uh, Taylor Swift's country drag that she puts on for this album and she did originally. <laughs> I'm picking one of my other favorite country drag songs. Um, Ho Down Throw Down by Miley Cyrus. Click. You ever want the Cupid Shuffle, but you want it for when you're in a barn? This is it. Check it out, guys. It's great. More throwback. Uh, Yeah. Wow. That was great, Aaron. Like, thank you so much. Thank you. This is so nice um, that, you know, we've stayed friends for this long. You know, that's really, obviously, Michael's been your friend for longer. Yeah. Um, That's right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Long yeah, friendships. Baby. Everyone knows Long that just means you're better friends. <laughs> um, yeah, Emily like, texted me before this. Literally, Aaron texted me before this and said, I'm going to not tell you that you're my best friend, but I want you to know that you are my yeah, best it. friend. <laughs> well, I, I did see, Aww. you did show me that text too. Yeah, I did. You, but my and is, it's because I've been friends longer no, than with you than Andrew. No like, joke. No jokes, like you are still in my phone as the bestie, just because of your. Oh, look at that guy! Oh, thank right? you. That's so nice. I'm probably in his phone. Like, wow. Like no, brunette white lady. White girl I used to know. <laughs> Somebody. That yeah, like it's it's so it's so like it's uh, it's so like meaningful that you know we've been friends for this long and like that we're uh creatively linked to and like we've seen each other like grow as like uh oh creatives and always like friends and stuff like that it's really wonderful and also you're in my phone is uh karen kaufman oh, so, uh, <laughs> oh, I hate that. that's right i hate that <laughs> that's, that's, um, like, that's too much but uh too many case. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did not do that. I actually did not do that. Um, so uh, let's do plugs. Uh, you can find me at Andrew A. Lee at, at Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can follow the show at IBMTLTT on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you can follow Michael at Lemon Taco. Anywhere fine books and jewelry are sold. Yep. <laughs> uh, and you can find Sean at uh, T1 underscore Sean 599 on Instagram. Uh at Diabetic Twink on Twitter. Emily Blue did our theme song, and Olivia Jensen did our artwork and our calendar artwork and stuff, uh, cover arts and stuff. And um, Wait, Aaron, do you have social media? Did you already put it? I do. It? No. Yeah. What's, what's your social media? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram at Aaron23, but it's spelled E-R-Y-N-N-23. Um, and then my Instagram is, or sorry, I just said Instagram. My Twitter is Aaron Elizabeth. O three, and that will um, once mm. I get my voice acting kind of up and running, that's where I will have my some of my official work. Nice, 
And, uh, you know, uh, Aaron has 23 at her, the, her handle because she loves Michael Jordan. Um, so, uh, she loves to do DNA testing. I was about to say, <laughs> we actually had an intervention. Like, you have a problem. <laughs> She's like, 23 times, 23 and me. That was her most recent Instagram post. Oh, 23 uh, means so much to me. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, let's, uh, thank you so much, Aaron. This is great. Thank you. Uh, now we'll have a closing sentiment from you. Three, two, one. Don't forget to listen to your childhood self and let today be a fairy tale. Yeah! yeah! <laughs> uh, thank you so much, everybody. Have a great day. Yay! Yay! Click. <laughs>